Today's episode is brought to you by the Southern Living Plant Collection. To view our plant collection, find a retailer near you, or buy online, visit southernlivingplants.com. From around the world, across the nation, and up your street, it is I, Steve Bender, the Grumpy Gardener. Welcome to Ask Grumpy, a podcast from Southern Living. One of my foremost goals as a grumpy gardener is to have all of my fans be able to grow gardens that are just as beautiful as mine. A daunting task, I know. I'm here with my co-host, Nella. Good day, Grumpy. How are you doing? I am doing quite well, thank you. Good. We have another great question today. You ready for it? Oh, my heart is just a pounding. (laughs) All right. I live north of Houston and lost an orange tree and grapefruit tree last winter. I cut both back to a foot high, and they've started growing back from the roots below the grafts. Will these produce fruit, or do I need to replace the trees? They will produce fruit, and it won't be any good. That's because citrus trees, they're grafted, and the rootstock is chosen for cold hardiness, and vigor, and the top part, which is called the scion that's grafted on, is chosen because it has very delicious, productive fruit. And so normally that's just fine. But if the top part, which has a good fruit, is killed, the rootstock may send up its own tree. But the roots on it are going to be from kind of like a wild citrus tree, and the fruit is going to be inedible most likely. So in your case, what I would recommend is you just dig up those trees, go back and replace them with two named varieties that you know the fruit is going to be good. And better luck next time. Steve. Hi, Nella. It is Wednesday's plant of the week. I am just on tender hooks here. Uh, are you all ears? Yeah. Well, a lot of mouth, too. Okay. But a huge brain. Brain is the main thing. Gigantic, <laughs> bulging with veins pulsing. Oh, my gosh. Well, yes. I can see that. All right. We're talking elephant's ears. Okay. Well, elephant's ears are one of those plants that you plant when you want to make a big, bold statement in the garden. Because a lot of them have these absolutely huge leaves that are usually kind of shaped like an arrowhead or something. But they can be three feet long and the plant itself can get like five feet wide with multiple stalks. So it's a big, bold plant. And there's lots of different kinds now. We started off with just the greens, but now we've got ones that are almost black. We've got ones that are really shiny dark purple. We've got ones that have green with different color spots all over them. And we've even got dwarf ones that if you don't have room for a plant that's going to get five feet high and wide, well, there's smaller types that you can grow in a container that are only going to grow maybe two feet tall and wide. So there's a couple of things if you're going to grow elephant ears. First of all, a lot of garden centers will have the tubers, that's what they grow from, available for sale in the springtime, and this makes it really easy. All you do is plant them in the ground. But I would always go for the biggest one I can find 
they're not selling them by the pound. They're selling them by the tuber. So I would try and find the biggest one I could find to get the best out of your elephant ears. Here's what they like. They like moist, fertile soil. And they can take as much water as you got. You can grow elephant ears in standing water. They won't care. In fact, they'll like it. And they like to have good soil with a lot of organic matter in it. The other thing is they need sun. It's not a good plant for planting in shade. They'll just sit there and won't do anything. So you need to have a nice sunny area for them. Like I say, it's the best plant for a big, bold accent plant that I can think of. And depending on where you live, you can save them from year to year. Some types are hardy through the winter down to, let's say, zone eight through 10, which is basically you're going from mid-Alabama and Mississippi and Texas all the way to the Gulf Coast. But if they're not hardy, they're also very easy just to dig up and store over the wintertime. Or if they're in a pot, just take the pot and with the plant still in it and just take that and put it inside in a room that doesn't freeze, maybe your garage, and then let them spend the winter that way. And then take them out, put them out, water them, and they'll come back up. So if you have them in the ground and you dig them up for the winter, how do you store them? I would just put them in a pot, could be any pot, and just throw a little potting soil over them. That's about all. I don't think you have to do anything. Just make sure it's a cool, dry place and, you know, that doesn't get warm because you don't want them sprouting too early. But that's what I would do. Good to know. Thank you, Steve, and thanks for the question. Yes, we are so grateful for all of your questions. Thanks for tuning in to Ask Grumpy. This podcast airs every Wednesday and Saturday. If you have a question, you know where to find me. No question goes unanswered on the Grumpy Gardener Facebook page. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And we'd love to have your feedback. If you could rate this podcast and leave a review, that would make Grumpy very happy. You can find us online at southernliving.com forward slash Ask Grumpy.